Welcome. I am a small, fuzzy, middle-aged woman, unexpectedly named Turl Kronberg. And in the very front of my brain, I have an exceptional little bit that I call the wise turtle. She is the most thoughtful, observant, and compassionate part of me. And this podcast is her platform for speaking to the world. Her aim is to try to understand the patterns of growth in the universe and use those discoveries to help us all uncover the most important, inspiring story of who we are and where we want to go as Earthlings. I hope that you enjoy her musings. Namaste. story about small, roundish, but slightly awkward and a little bit pointy sometimes, creature that we can call D. Now D was not a young person. D was an older sort of individual, had been around the block a few times and had had lots of experiences. So, you know, Dee wasn't inexperienced. Dee wasn't naive. Dee was a fairly normal and typical and not so average, but, you know, not that unusual. Just kind of mildly exceptional and a little bit special in a few ways. Individual. Except that Dee had sort of gotten into a rut. Not so much a rut, but a plateau. A plateau that was comfortable, but not very interesting. Okay, but not fantastic. Mildly, moderately, average. But because, as I said, Dee wasn't an average sort of person, Normal, yes, but not average. Dee wanted something more. But Dee didn't know if there was something more out there. What if this was the best that he could do? What if this was, you know, where he should spend the rest of his life? What if there was nothing else out there that was better than this? Because this was comfortable, this plateau. In the grand scheme of the whole universe of looking around, he had seen many things and many elevations and dips in the road, mountains and big holes in the ground. It might be dangerous to fall into. So, you know, he knew that there was a range of stuff out there, a range of opportunities that may or may not be better or worse. 
and right where he was was okay. It was average. But again, Dee wasn't average. Dee was just a little special in a few ways. A little exceptional here and there. And so Dee was a little perturbed in places. Here and there, once in a while. But Dee didn't know what to do with that. So he heard a little bit of advice from someone. He'd heard some friends of his once had said that they like to make art and they like to use their art to express themselves. And these friends were kind of weirdos and he kind of liked these people and he thought their art was pretty cool sometimes. Some of them made strange little things. Others made soft and comfortable and friendly things. And others just made sort of inexplicable things out of other things. And some of them made very pretty things that were really very beautiful and delicate. And they were all very different. But what they all had in common was they were all interesting in some way and experienced, gave gave him a feeling of something. And they made him maybe want to try a little bit of that. But he didn't really know how to do it. And so he kind of made a mess. He put some things, some words and some ideas and some feelings and they jumbled all up together. And he just kind of put it all down on a piece of paper. And he looked at it and he said, oh, this is terrible. This, I can't be an artist. I'm terrible at this. This is hideous. No one should ever see this. And he was probably right. At least, no one ever needed to see it because he didn't even care about it. But one day, he was just walking down the street, thinking to himself, minding his own business, and boom, he fell into a big hole. One of those big holes that he knew, he knew was out there. But he'd been on this plateau for so long that he hadn't even realized that there was something else out there. He'd just sort of gotten into this mindset that the plateau was everything. Where he was, was where he was going to be for the rest of his life. You know, there was that niggling little feeling that there was something else out there. But this hole, he wasn't paying attention. He just sort of walked off the plateau. It wasn't actually a hole. It was just the edge of the plateau that he'd been on. And yes, here be dragons. He fell and he got seriously hurt. He tumbled and he got bashed and bonked and boinked and pinched and poked and all sorts of unpleasant things as he tumbled down the precipice of that plateau. And when he got at the bottom, he said, well, that's it. This sucks. I don't even know if I can get back up there. But there was a little idea that kind of floated into his head from who knows where. 
somewhere. The universe. His past, his future. He didn't know where it came from. There was this little idea that said, what if you try making some art now? It's like, whoa, jeez. I suppose I've got nothing left to lose. I'm going like, this is terrible and it's going to take me a little while to recover from this. So I'll just sit here and rest and take a moment and grabbed a piece of paper and pen and maybe a few other things maybe a paintbrush maybe not maybe just the pen and he started putting some stuff some lines and marks and squares and circles and letters and words and all sorts of things question marks periods exclamation points smiley face here and there maybe she crossed out immediately because that just looked silly and again he made kind of a mess he looked at it and he said well it's better than the last one I did I don't know if I'm ever going to show this to everybody anybody the world might not need to see this but look at that little piece right there look at that little part right there that's where I fell off that's that plateau I fell off. And you know what? That plateau oh, was definitely better than where I am now. The plateau is kind of lame. I mean, when I was on that plateau, what was I doing? I don't even, I don't even remember what I was doing there. So little D kind of just sat there for a while, just mulling it all over he fell asleep which is always good it's always good to fall asleep while you're mulling things over eventually that way your brain can sort of take little pieces of it apart and sort of push them around and flush them out and the little the little janitors and street sweepers and tiny bits of raindrops that are inside your brain can sort of flush it all out and move it all around and clean it all up and push the dumpy, gruddy, grimy stuff out. And when he woke up in the morning, his brain was a little shinier. There was a little bit more clarity in his head. And he said, well, well, this fall was bad, and I got really hurt, and it did really suck. There's something else here. There's an opportunity. He didn't use the word opportunity. That's the word I'm using. He used some other word that didn't sound so good. But that's what he meant. He meant that there was, there was a crack. There was a chance, a choice. He could struggle to go backwards and try to climb back up that plateau. Or there was just this, this little crack of choice where maybe he could go somewhere else. He said, well, while I'm down here, I always know that I can go back up to that plateau. 
I probably can. Pretty sure I can. But while I'm down here, I might as well look around. See if there's anything else out here. So that's what he did. He picked himself up and dusted himself off and found a few things to take with him on his journey. He picked up a few rocks and a nice walking stick and a little bit of water from a small river that was nearby. More like a stream, really. I like to call it a river because he hadn't seen rivers up on that plateau. And, you know, rivers are pretty much always in the lower parts of the world. So it was actually kind of cool that he got to see this little river, even though it wasn't really a little river, it was a little stream. But he liked to call it a river because it was a bigger stream, it was a bigger thing of water flowing around than he had seen in a long time, at least up close. So he called it a little river, and that was good enough for him. So he got the water and the stones and the stick, and he started trudging around and randomly just walking wherever his little heart desired. He didn't really know what he was looking for, because he had no idea what was down here. He just walked and said, hmm, I wonder. And he did this for quite a while, and he came upon a little bit of an elevation. It went up a little bit. There was a little hill. He was like, oh, well, this is different. So he started walking up the hill and he stopped at the top because it wasn't a very big hill. He stopped at the top and he said, oh, that's a little different. That's a little better. I can sort of see the sky. I'm a little closer to the moon. Still can't touch it, but I'm a little closer. That was kind of neat. But that was sort of the end of the hill. It was a very small hill. And so he just kept walking down it. He figured, well, I know my plateau is bigger than this one. And this little piddling little hill is not very interesting. There's not much here, so I'm gonna keep going and see if there's something else out there. And so he ended up doing this. He ended up walking around, just kind of randomly following his own ideas. And he bumped into a lot of different people. A lot of different types of people. Little small furry people and tall skinny pointy people. And people with wings and feathers. And people with snake skin. And people with long noses. People with long hair people with short hair, people all dressed up going to places, people all dressed down going nowhere, and just all sorts of creatures out there of all types, as well as all kinds of flowers and bigger rivers. He found bigger rivers in some bigger valleys than that first one. This whole journey was really very interesting and it it wasn't at all like what he had expected it wasn't terrible and it wasn't great there were good points and bad points and there were some peaks where he got even higher than his plateau but he said you know 
I was on that plateau for so very long, and this plateau, this little mountain here, is not much bigger than the plateau I was on. So, I'm just gonna keep looking. You know, this, this is nice, but it's just okay. I still have a sense of something, that there's something else out there that I'm supposed to be doing. So he kept walking, and he walked in circles sometimes, and he found himself back where he had started and said, oh, huh, well, now I know not to go that way again. <laughs> he learned his lesson. He started leaving little rocks where he had been so that he could not go back that way. Or at least know when he'd gone back that way. He started making little paths for himself with the rocks that he picked up. And eventually, he came to a very, very tall mountain that took him a very, very, very long, windy road to get up. It was a it was a road that, one of those roads that goes around the edges of the mountain in a sort of spiral shape and looping up because it was too steep to go straight up. So he had to go around and around and around it. And by the time he got to the top, he was just so exhausted. It was so much work to get up there, but it had been worth it because it was gorgeous at the top. He still couldn't touch the moon, but it was still beautiful. And the people up there were wonderful people. The people he'd met along the journey who were both going up and going down were all very interesting. And they were all very different, too. There were some, some short and tiny and fuzzy people. And there were some big, giant people with googly eyes. And there were a whole lot of people in between, of all shapes and sizes and species, and feathers, and skin, and fur, and all sorts of different kinds of people. And he had just had a grand old time, even though it was a lot of work. He had had a grand old time getting up there and enjoying all of the different sights and sounds and smells. And everybody had something to offer a story. So by the time he got to the top, he was very happy. But one of the interesting things about being way up there, with such a high mountain, was that he could see the landscape around him. He could see the rolling hills and valleys all around him. And what he saw when he looked off into the distance was a far, far, far higher mountain. Just a peak way up. It was amazing. When the sun set and the sun started going down, he could see it going down behind the mountain. And it cast a shadow all over because it was so high. And he said, I think that's where I'm supposed to go. This is a beautiful mountain that I'm on and it took me a long time to get up here and I don't know that I could ever make it to that other mountain. but." But I think I'm supposed to. And so he slept on it 
and he mulled it over while he was asleep and the little janitors and the little street sweepers and the little raindrops that were falling in his brain while he was asleep cleaned out all of the old ideas that just weren't working for him and cleared his mind up so that in the morning he had a much brighter picture of what he was supposed to do. He wrote a letter. He decided that this letter was going to go to everyone he had been living with on the plateau, everyone who had been so important to him and helped him out and kept him comfortable there. So he wrote a letter to them. And it was a beautiful letter. It was decorated in all of his love and compassion and appreciation. And it was filled with a sort of sorrow that he felt at leaving them there and every sort of bit of suffering that he'd gone through when he fell down and all of the sadness as well as the hope that he had inside of him. It was a very, very beautiful letter. It was art. He didn't know it though. It was his story of how he'd gotten from where he was to where he is now and where he wanted to go. And then he sent the story to his old friends on the plateau and he packed up his stuff and he had all sorts of new stuff that he had accumulated in the journey that he'd been through. It wasn't just a walking stick anymore. It was all sorts of useful things that he picked up. And he set out on his journey to this stunning peak that he saw in the distance. He didn't want to call it a dream because he'd seen it. He knew it existed. He believed it this time. He wasn't 100% sure that he could get there. So maybe it was part dream and part reality. It was a vision. Both a fantastical vision and a realistic one. So, D packed up all his stuff and carefully but joyfully started down the mountain. Again, it was a very steep mountain, so it took him a long time winding his way around and around and around. And it was a little exhausting, so by the time he got to the bottom, he had to sleep again. And he did. But this time, it was the sleep of someone who had a purpose. It was the sleep of an individual who knew that there was something better out there. He was in the same place that he'd been already, because the bottom of the mountain was where he had been before he'd gone up the mountain. So he hadn't really made any progress physically. If you'd looked at him from the before and the after, it would have looked the same. He was in the same place. He had learned so much. He had learned that there was somewhere else that he could go. He had learned that that 
niggling little feeling he had that his life was not quite right and that there was something better out there. So he set out with a strong heart and all of that corny stuff that you have when someone is starting a journey with enthusiasm. And he went off. And it did take him a long time to get there. And in the process of getting there, he one day discovered that there was an idea that he'd had in the back of his head. It was an idea that he hadn't really thought much about. And it was, it was too silly. It was too ridiculous, of course, initially, for him to even consider when he was on the plateau. But he'd had it. Or he'd had parts of it. There were a couple of different ideas that sort of smooshed together in his head. And they seemed kind of funny. But that was back then. And now, now he knew something different. He knew that something else was possible. And he knew that it was up to him to figure out how to get from where he was to that top of the peak of the highest mountain that he could ever see. And so he put that idea together. He took the pieces of something and he took the pieces of something else and he smushed them together in real life. And what he made was something that was kind of miraculous. Something that had never before been in existence. Not in reality anyway, not physically. He had invented something new. And he used that to get from that riverbed that he'd found at the bottom of that large, but not fantastically large mountain all the way up above so many more plateaus almost up to the moon and then down descending quietly carefully slowly onto the peak of that mountain that beautiful miraculous mountain that he had seen he'd made it he was up there, and there were beautiful people up there, and there were some ugly people, and there were some amazing people, and there were some scary people, just like all of the other places he had been. But this time, this time, he knew that this was where he belonged. He could just tell. There wasn't any niggling sensation in back the back of his mind that said, there might be something better, because he knew he'd seen the landscape as far as he could see. And that was the best place for him. And Dee spent the rest of his life there, inventing all sorts of small things and big things and enjoying the world and realizing that his life had been important. And he was so glad that he had not stopped his life on that plateau and had had the accidental falling off of the plateau 
and the not-so-accidental decision to wander a little bit aimlessly, randomly, around in circles until he found his purpose. And that is the story of a small, fuzzy, slightly roundish, slightly pointy little friend named Dee. I hope you enjoyed it. I wish you well. And I hope you all find your purpose. And so on and so forth. Thank you for listening. Namaste.